0: Hello, and welcome back to the Brover Fixed Effect. This is your host, Lisa Brover, and I am an incoming first year at the Yale Economics Department and their PhD program. And sort of as a last hurrah for my undergraduate years, I wanted to make an episode about what I learned in undergrad. This episode is intended to be a reflection of my own lessons that I learned, as well as advice for other undergrads. A lot of these tips are ones that I did correctly, while other are ones that I learned along the way. To preface, I went to University of Pennsylvania from 2018 to 2023 and took a gap year in the years 2021 to 2022. The pandemic hit when I was a sophomore in March of my sophomore year, and so my entire junior year was remote. So that, as well as my very early decision to apply to PhDs in economics and, in general, specialize in economics, um, those two factors significantly affected my choices throughout my undergraduate career. As always, if you're interested in the classes or clubs that I participated in, During my time at Penn, that is located on my website, which is located in the show notes of this episode. So, without further ado, these are the eight things that I learned in undergrad. The first thing I learned, I probably learned as a first semester freshman, but it is that no one is going to manage your daily activities. So, you need to figure out how to eat, how to sleep, exercise, study, socialize in a way that aligns with whatever goals you have set for yourself for your undergrad. I know for me, I prioritized studying and socializing in my first year, which kind of cut into my time that I should have been sleeping, maybe eating a little healthier and exercising, which I don't necessarily regret because over time, I added those aspects of a well-rounded routine back into my life. But if I had known earlier to that how important it was to sleep and, you know, eat and exercise, I think that I would have been a much more productive and potentially better student than I was already. And the reason I emphasize the whole eating, sleeping and exercising is that a well-rounded adult does all of those things, has those things built into their schedule in a way that is sustainable for them. And so As college students, we're typically 18 plus, so we're we're really young adults, and we should really be trying to fit those things into our schedule uh, in a way that promotes sort of long-term good habits. I know in high school, my mom used to, you know, pack my school lunch and then feed me after school and make me breakfast and dinner and everything, and Adjusting to that myself in college was a little bit, I wouldn't say difficult, but it was a bit of a lifestyle change. Like I know there's this concept of a freshman 15 where students gain weight from coming to college. I think I experienced a little bit of the opposite where I wouldn't like I wouldn't prioritize breakfast and I would have my first meal like after my morning classes and I probably wasn't eating enough. um, So I'm not sure if that had any effect on my performance but perhaps I would have felt better in my morning classes if I had made it a priority to eat before them. And along those same lines, sleeping however much you need to sleep in a day As much as you might hear your classmates say that, you know, they slept for like four hours or five hours, that is not sustainable for everyone. I know for me, um, in periods of time that I've underslept, I've had very drastic consequences. So I know um, that I need to sleep at least seven, eight hours a night. And that takes priority over homework and over studying, which is sort of an incentive to push that study earlier in the day. In terms of studying, I learned pretty early in my college career that midterms are definitely not the same as high school tests, because the amount of material you might have to review might not be that much, but you should be very, very comfortable with it and be prepared to be tested in ways that you really weren't prepared for, um, which was true at least for my major and then to intermediate courses in my major. So learning how to study small amounts of material in depth was it was a new skill for me and it took maybe the first semester of an adjustment period so if I were to go back I would tell myself that you know it's okay to not do well in your first rounds of midterms and that you'll get better at them with time like I have this very vivid memory of getting like a 12 out of 20 on my first microeconomics exam. And I remember sitting in my room and thinking, wow, like, am I not cut out for economics? Is this not my, you know, what I'm good at? And this was my first exam that I ever took in college. And I, you know, I remember studying a lot for it, probably not correctly, but I remember putting a lot of effort into that exam. And I remember sitting in my room and thinking, Even then, like oh, it's just okay. It's my it's my first exam. Like I'll get better, and things did get better in that class. So I'm very proud of myself for you know seeing that first score and not throwing away my major, Um, not feeling discouraged because I had hope in myself that I would improve over time. And that's something that I want to communicate to the listeners of this episode. You know, don't take one test and suddenly think you're not cut out for whatever class, whatever major you're studying, because there's so many so many factors affecting your performance, especially on the first exam that you'll ever take in college. So to summarize this first point, I experienced a period of trial and error when I first started college in terms of eating, sleeping, exercising, studying, socializing in a sustainable way. And as college went on, I learned to prioritize personal habits like sleeping, exercising, eating um, in such a way that when although studying and maybe socializing took up most of my time, I still had time to fit in those good habits throughout the day. My second tip and something that I think I did right in undergrad was to figure out your major and career goals as early as possible and do what you need to do to accomplish them as early as possible. There are many reasons why this is a smart thing to do. First of all, because if you figure out early enough what you want to do with your life, you can take the appropriate classes, do the appropriate internships. And if things go well, set yourself up for later in your undergraduate career so you don't have to worry about any of those things. Like I know I got accepted to graduate school programs in my, what would have been my fall of my senior year before I took my leave. So the entirety of my senior year, I could relax and take classes that I found interesting and not worry about any of my future plans. Another reason to figure out those plans early is so that you could take the appropriate classes and knock them out early. Like for my major for mathematical economics, it was smart to take a lot of math early in my career. It was smart for me to take my intermediate classes early in my career so I could focus my sophomore, junior, senior year on more methody classes, more harder classes that would distinguish me from other people in my major. And I think my last reason is that if you learn what you like early on and specialize in it early on you avoid so much stress uh, both in undergrad and postgrad. so I would say that it would be smart to make that investment very early in your college career really think critically about what you find interesting and make a big plan for how to pursue whatever it is that you find interesting so a recap of what I did I learned my freshman year that in order to become an economist, it is smart to do research as an undergrad. So I figured out what research programs I could apply to, found an economist that I could work with, and spent my first summer doing research. And during that summer, I asked my professor a lot of questions. I asked him for courses I should take, for other professors I should work with, and he actually pointed me in the direction of another professor I ended up working with my sophomore summer and onwards. And very early on, I knew that in order to get this research position, in order to get this summer internship, I needed to first have my eyes set on what it is exactly that I want, and second, to do the appropriate steps to get that positions so for my sophomore summer I really wanted to work with this one professor her name was Petra Todd I loved her so much because she was one of the few women in the economics department she did such great work I loved her so much that I took two of her undergraduate classes before asking her if I could if if she had room for an extra RA First at that point she had known me so she said she did have room. I also knew pretty early on that one of the cool places to work as an economics undergrad is the New York Fed. And I made sure to talk to professors that were familiar with the Fed or had some sort of connections there. And I I knew literally since I was a freshman that I wanted to have that position like my junior summer. So I was very ready when the application came out in, I think, October of my junior year that it was a position I was interested in. Um, and none of this would have been possible if very early on in my undergrad career, I hadn't sat down and made this big hope, this big dream uh, to become like to become an economist. And all of that planning, all that hoping I had done led me to ask people questions, ask look up people's you know websites, see what they did in undergrad, and sort of back out what I needed to do. Which was research, get good grades and good classes. And my personal, what I personally wanted to do was to uh, work at the Fed for a little bit. Now, if you're a freshman or a sophomore and you don't know what it is that keeps you going, what you want to study, what you want to do, my advice would be to completely overshoot what it is that you think you want to do. So if you're like vaguely interested in biology or cells or something what's the most ambitious goal that you could have I don't know I think maybe being a doctor so do what it is that you need to do for the most ambitious of your goals it's like that quote shoot for the moon if you miss you'll land among among the stars something like that so be as ambitious as you can be and if you fall short it's okay because there are many other career options that you could also do while falling short of that main one That sounds kind of weak, but if you are indeed interested in whatever it is that field that leads to that career is, then offshoot jobs that you might learn about later on in your undergrad that also have to do with that field might be more attractive and might be a better fit. And I think the last thing I wanted to say about this piece of advice about figuring out your major career goals as early as possible um, is a slight disagreement with this whole sentiment that... College is meant to be fun and to enjoy yourself and that you should be in college to enjoy your time and take your time figuring out what it is that you want. I feel like the earlier it is, like literally freshman fall, the earlier it is that you sit down and really think to yourself what it is you want to do. And identify potential post-grad slash career plans the sooner you could start taking off the boxes and achievement of those goals and of course there was time in college to have fun but i would disagree that that time is you, you know this idea of um like working before playing yeah i i would say that you should first really figure out what it is that you want to do and then once you figure it out or once you set that goal for yourself suddenly fun becomes more fun because you have nothing to really worry about, you know, that you're on the right track. My third piece of advice would be to make friends in your major and also friends older than you. And also bonus points if they're both in your major and older than you. If you've listened to more of this podcast, particularly my interview with Karthik, you would know that I met one of my best friends in undergrad in office hours and freshman fall. And he was a year older than me, and he was studying the same major as I was and also interested in grad school. And I think that friendship was probably the most important factor in contributing to my success as an undergrad. And there are many reasons for that. Firstly, because making friends in your classes and in your major makes sort of a bridge between your academic life and your social life. So you could kind of knock out two birds with one stone. You could study with friends from your classes. And then it's social and academic, good for both of those areas of your life. As well as, in general, having friends in your major and in your classes is good for support groups, for hard classes, and for bonding over particularly difficult professors. And the reason that it's good to have friends older than you is so that you could potentially learn from them And learn from any mistakes they've made. Or if they haven't made mistakes, then you could use them as an example for what you should be doing. Having older friends or other friends in the major might also help you learn more about the department, about classes you should take, classes you shouldn't take, when you should take certain classes. So my advice for freshmen or sophomores, would be to meet people in your major and older students in the major. How? By going to office hours, by going to clubs uh, sponsored by your department. I actually think the friendships that I made in undergrad are probably some of the best things that I got from undergrad, maybe even more important than the skills and tools that I picked up. And the reason I say that is because I know these friends will be in my life for long periods of time, And potentially, I'll work with them on different research projects. And overall, making high-quality friends is probably the best thing you could do in undergrad. This next piece of advice is something that I had to work on for a few years in undergrad. But it is to figure out how much socializing you need for your mental health and make sure to plan in that socializing into your schedule. I went through several different phases in undergrad where I either socialized a lot or didn't socialize enough and i learned that when i was too busy with my own little world and i wasn't making enough time for my friends that it actually affected my happiness levels and my productivity in school on the flip side if you are socializing a little bit too much in such a way that it is distracting from classes then that might be something to reevaluate what worked for me is figuring out my weekly social activities that I wanted to participate in and planning to fit my work in around them, but also making sure that I had time for my sleep and exercising. Actually, one point of contention that I experienced, particularly in my last year, was when I would exercise really early in the morning, and so I would sleep really early, and that kind of was distracting me from having social outings with friends that went out late at night so that is something that I I personally wouldn't recommend for myself if I could go back and redo that period of time but yes for me personally having a good social life was a very positive effect on my academic life especially when I was making time to spend time with friends from my major or friends in my program. Because I learned to prioritize my sleep and my studying in undergrad, I was often faced with this dilemma of either working out or seeing friends. And for me personally, I think there are many ways to fix this. Uh, One way is to work out with your friends. So that makes working out inherently a social activity. Or a second way is to work out either late in the morning or during the day so that you could spend the rest of your day studying and then your evenings with your friends if your friends are more talkative or going out people. My next piece of advice is that it's okay to allocate your labor because not every class is equally important or equally interesting, and it's not necessarily important for you to do, to get an A-plus in every single class that you take. I learned this lesson really late in my undergraduate career. Before, I would allocate way too much effort into every single class and try to get the best grade that I could get. But I think sometime during my junior year, I realized that, at least for me, the grades that mattered were in classes like math or economics classes that... I should be trying appropriately for. But grades and classes like geography that were required that I spent a lot of time preparing for unnecessarily wouldn't really help me in the future. So I know I personally felt kind of guilty when I would shirk and, you know, cram for those classes and not give them as much time as I gave my important classes. But at some point, I realized that. There, there is a large opportunity cost to taking classes seriously that don't need to be taken extremely seriously, because the marginal return that you would get on an extra few hours spent studying for a class that doesn't really matter would be like the difference between an A minus or an A or an A and an A plus, and that time could be spent on other more exciting things, whereas the grade itself wouldn't be that much different. The flip side is that I would say that it is okay to try ridiculously hard on the classes that you do need to try for. I personally registered for and dropped real analysis twice before taking it for a grade because for those first two times, I took the first exam, didn't feel that good about it, and decided to retake it in a future semester. And I know some people would find that a little over the top. But I knew that because I had such specific goals for my classes that I did want to do well in, that I thought that it would be okay to go the extra step and go as far as to only take the class when I knew that I'd get a good grade. So yes, I would suggest to figure out the classes that you need to try hard in. Try your hardest in those classes. And then, and those that you really don't need to try that hard, I would not sacrifice an extra hour, two hours, studying or preparing for that class if another opportunity presents itself to do something more interesting. I remember my freshman year, I was in a book club with my dorm and they went to see a movie. It was The Hate You Give. And I missed the movie because I was doing some work for a class that wasn't one of the most important classes I was taking. And I still remember that to this day. So yes, I really would suggest allocating your labor in useful ways in college. My next piece of advice is more of a reflection, but it is that intro classes are often harder than intermediate and advanced level classes. And in my experience, this is for a few reasons. Firstly, because as you advance in your major, you also gain more skills and tools and you get accustomed to how your field operates and how it tests, and so you can handle harder work. Another point is that as you move up in your major, you'll make more friends in your classes And so then you could have more study groups and help on your problem sets, which is something you might not have in your intro classes. And lastly, professors and upper classes, in my experience, give more weight to homework or projects and de-emphasize exams. Or if they do test, they will be more lenient and then tell you what's on those exams. So basically, if you're in a tough introduction or intermediate level class class, have hope that it will get better if it seems like material that you enjoy or like, even if you're not necessarily getting the best grades. This next tip sounds pretty obvious and I feel like a lot of other people would say the same, but definitely make a point to go to office hours. There are many reasons to go to office hours. First, if there's a homework or a test, you can go and ask for help in studying or doing the homework. And oftentimes, if the TA professor is nice, they will tell you more about the homework or the exam than they did in class. In particular, some TAs will straight up give homework answers because it might be easier for them to give an answer than to explain it thoroughly. And I know this is true across disciplines. I know in computer science, um, when I took computer science classes, I also got answers in office hours. Like I straight up got code given to me, so it's definitely a good idea to go. Additionally, office hours are a good place to make friends, especially if they're large office hours and there are many people asking the same question. You can ask people for help or give people help and then make friends that way. And a last reason is if you're really interested in working with a particular professor on a research project or getting a recommendation letter from them, even if you're not working for them, it is a good idea to go to their office hour to get to know them more than you would in class because it shows that you're invested in the class and invested in the professor. And often professors in office hours will give advice or say things that they otherwise wouldn't say in class. My last piece of advice is to stay in touch with friends from home. And I know this is a bit of unconventional advice because in college you're focused on college you're focused on making new friends but if you have close friends from elementary school middle school high school that you want to stay in touch with there's nothing better than inviting them to your campus to stay for a weekend if their break is not at the same time as yours or vice versa a rule of thumb I had with my best friend from high school was to either visit her or have her visit every semester so I visited her the fall of my freshman year. She came to visit me spring of my freshman year, etc. cetera. And this was very nice for us because she met my college friends. I met her college friends. I could kind of put a name to a face when she was telling me about her friends. And I feel like our friendship maintained pretty well despite the distance. Thank you for listening to this episode It was a really good activity for me to reflect on my undergrad experience and sort of compress what I learned into a few points. I hope this was useful for incoming freshmen or maybe even sophomores that are just starting their college journey and are wondering if there are any tips out there that they could pick up. And I look forward to seeing you in another episode.